0: hello texas values friends this is mary elizabeth castle director of government relations for texas values and i'm so happy to be talking to you today about so many great things happening in our great state of Texas related to faith, family, and freedom. You know, Texas Values has been working all session these past five months to make sure that we preserve your religious liberty rights, that we stand for the unborn, and that we make sure that we protect marriage and family rights, especially this session, protecting our women athletes and protecting our children. Uh, It's been a great session and I have quite a few things to talk about today don't have a special host, but hope I hopefully I can give you some very special news about what we're seeing this week to celebrate, but also some things to where you can get involved and in other events around the state. Also, we still have work to do in the interim as far as special session. There's one special session going on right now, and as always, the State Board of Education, uh, they don't have a session. They run throughout the year, so there's activity there as well. But first, I just want to talk about the very celebratory things that we have for this week, which are bill signings uh, this like I said, was an amazing session where we got a lot of legislation passed on some very good things uh, for the future of our Texas children. Uh, This session, one of those things was SB14, the gender modification bill that will stop these harmful transitions on children, these sex change operations on children in the state of Texas and make it unthinkable in the state of Texas. And Those of you who have been following this issue for a while, you know that it's been quite a battle. It's been quite a fight. But we finally got this law passed to make sure that no one under the age of 18 undergoes these very harmful procedures. And just some background on the issue. I know many of you have been following this issue. You see it on the news all the time now, even when you didn't see it a few years ago, uh, where this gender ideology is being forced upon our children and is actually forcing them uh, to change and alter their God-given bodies. Uh, These terrible surgeries and procedures that are happening on these kids, and we heard testimonies from kids who underwent this, um, are cutting off healthy body parts. Uh, They're giving these cross-sex hormones, uh, they're, that are usually not even given you know, to adults. And they're given these puberty blockers that are blocking the actual scientific process of growing up. And all of these things have devastating effects because they're irreversible and it causes irreversible damage. Not to mention, these are children. These are children who are vulnerable, they're helpless, and also their minds aren't fully developed. You know, most kids who experience this type of dysphoria they eventually come to terms with who they are by the age of 18. And we know the brain doesn't develop until 25. Uh, So the fact that these doctors and the medical community, some of them are taking advantage of parents and children to have them undergo this very dangerous, irreversible process of changing their sex, which is something you cannot scientifically do, and uh, we need to make sure that that's illegal and unthinkable. And thankfully, it is in the state of Texas officially. Governor Greg Abbott officially gave the first signature on that bill last week. And there will be a special ceremony on that in a few moments. And so we're very grateful that our legislators came together realizing how big of an issue this is for kids in our state. Um, and we're so supportive and thankful that our governor has signed this bill and now it's law in the state of Texas. And it's effective. You know, it's not just a piece of legislation or a piece of paper that has no effect. There is proof that these doctors who are performing these surgeries have actually left the state. And even some of the parents that were having their children undergo these procedures, they have told the media that they're leaving the state as well um, because we know that they will not be able to continue this harmful process in this state. Uh, One doctor in particular, Dr. Jimena Lopez, uh, she infamously testified last session in a hearing and admitted to practicing mastectomies on 16-year-old girls and bragged about it. She has said in a public statement, in news articles, you can go look it up, that she's taking an exit. She's leaving the state, so she will no longer be in the state. And clinics in Texas that were doing these procedures, they're already starting to close their programs. And so we're so thankful that this law is already having an impact and that so many children will be saved because even with this law to make sure that they do not undergo the harmful procedure, we know that the message of gender ideology is still out there. It's still being enforced on children. They're getting it on social media. Unfortunately, it seems like they're still going to be getting it in schools by some teachers and some school districts. And so we want to make sure that that's not influencing them to make very harmful decisions that are not scientifically correct. This is a procedure that has not been Uh, proven to be effective. There's no research on it. And you already have European nations that have banned it even before Texas. Um, So we're so happy that um, we can stop that practice, you know, despite this growing concern of the gender ideology being um, entrenched in our children's social media, in their schools. Um, And so we're very thankful for that. Another victory is, of course, one that I'm very excited about, is SB 15 passing, the Save Women's Sports Law. Now that law will be signed very soon. It's expected to be signed today. And we're very happy about this law. So you may remember in 2021, Texas was able to pass the Save Texas Girls Sports Law. And that law made sure that in K through 12 sports, you know, particularly middle school and high school, boys would not be playing on girls sports teams. And that was a huge victory because we were seeing this increase of boys identifying as girls, playing on girls sports teams and stealing those championships, stealing those spots on teams and stealing the thrill of victory. And basically just instituting something that was simply unfair. Um, We have boys and girls separate sports for a reason. And that's the opportunity to give girls a chance to succeed in sports and a chance to play in sports. And so no boys can compete on girls teams um, in the K-12 level in UIL sports, but the work was not finished. Um, while we were very happy with that bill HB 25 by Representative Valerie Swanson in 2021, the work was not finished. We knew from the beginning that we needed to protect female athletes at all levels, including the college level. So it was definitely a high priority for our organization to make sure that we had a law that protect college women's sports as well but in the interim we had the point proven for us uh unfortunately because we had this man named leah thomas Uh, he went by will thomas when he used to live in austin he went to the university of pennsylvania swam for about two years and was placing about 500 in the men's division and then all of a sudden his junior year started swimming as leah thomas on the women's team at the University of Pennsylvania. And everyone around the world could see that that was unfair. That was simply unfair. If you saw the image of, you know, six foot five, I believe, Leah Thomas, and then the other female athlete standing on that podium, uh, you could see just how unfair it was. And then to put a, a put it in worse terms, uh, the very worst thing you can imagine happen, um, is that he actually, in one race, stole the trophy out of one young woman's hands. And that young woman was Riley Gaines. Uh, He tied with Riley Gaines in a race and because of photo purposes and, again, gender ideology, Uh, her trophy was given to Leah Thomas. um, And she went home without a trophy. And if you hear Riley Gaines talk about this issue at length, which you can definitely hear talk about it at length tomorrow, if you come to our Conroe event, then you'll hear her tell the story of how Leah Thomas would beat women by body lengths. Like imagine that if you ever watch swimming in the Olympics, or if you compete in swimming yourself, you understand that people win by a fraction of a section, by a a fraction of a a second, and you can even see on TV uh, how close they are, uh, even first and second place when they win, but body lengths, and this is a six foot three uh, man competing in this division, this is what how much Leah Thomas was winning over the other female athletes. And that's simply unfair and we're seeing more and more of male athletes competing in female sports. And this is something Riley Gaines and many other young women, Taylor Silverman, um, the organization Independent Council on Women's Sports. Unfortunately, Leah Thomas was not an anomaly. Uh, we're seeing more and more men at the college level competing in women college sports. And unfortunately, during the interim, the NCAA just decided to take a neutral stance. And while we were happy that they weren't taking the stance of these boys uh, wanting to play in girls sports, it still left it uncertain for college female sports. And so that is why it was so imperative, so important that we had SB 15 to pass. And like I said, the events happening in the interim even happening during the session just proved the need uh, for that law. so we're very excited that college women's sports are protected in the state of texas we had so many texas athletes come out in support of this bill uh, this session even more than previous sessions and we're just so proud of them coming forward and sharing their story just to name a few, we had Cassidy Comer, uh, who has a basketball scholarship at Midwestern State University, Texas. Uh, we had Jerry Chanteau, uh, a local Austinite who was actually an Olympic swimmer. We had Jade Dickens, the powerlifter who lives in Houston. We had Jen Evans, a track coach and a mom of a college athlete who lives um, in North Texas. So we're just so thankful of all of these female athletes who are from our state who cared about this issue because you hear all the time, oh, this isn't happening in Texas. Uh, This is just a national polling issue. Why should we pass this here? But the women in this state really stood up um, and the female athletes stood up and said why they wanted this law. And so we're so thankful for their activism. We're thankful for Uh, Senator Mays Middleton and Representative Valerie Swanson leading this issue in the legislature, because without them, uh, we couldn't have the bill language, we couldn't have the votes on the floor. Um, They were the ones who were the facilitators in order to get this into law, so we're thankful for both of them, and we are so happy that this will become law Um, Very soon in the state of Texas, and we can't wait on the NCAA, and so we're very happy that we're joining other states and protecting college sports. Now, before this session, Texas was only one of four states that didn't have a law that protected college athletes in addition to middle school and high school athletes. So there were four states that only protected younger athletes. Uh, So we're happy to join the majority in protecting all women athletes. And this is a growing issue across uh, the United States. Um, There were additional states that were introducing this bill, this session, But we're so happy that we can have this protected in the state of Texas because there was a federal level uh, Save Women's Sports Bill. You may have heard about it in the news. And while it successfully passed the U.S. House of Representatives, um, you know, that's basically where it stopped. So it's very important for us to always have state legislation on these issues to protect, you know, faith, family and freedom and our women's uh, athletes because, you can't always depend on the federal government, uh, which will go to another topic I will address later about more about how the federal government is trying to create confusion around this issue and other issues related to gender identity. Um, But as far as other victories this session, we've already kind of discussed those um, in blog posts and previous uh, Texas Values Report editions. But, you know, we also had uh, a bill protecting kids from inappropriate materials in the library. That bill at HB 900 was signed this week. So we're very thankful that this new unfortunate phenomenon of having these pornographic explicit material books in school libraries, that we now have a law that takes care of that issue. So we're very thankful uh, for that passing and being signed by Governor Greg Abbott. Um, And that'll go into effect September 1st as well. Well, as far as other things that are going on with our issues, I wanted to address, you know, just some further things related to laws in Texas and policy issues in Texas. Uh, This week, it was announced that the attorney general has filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration on their proposal to edit Title IX, where they redefine sex to mean gender identity. Uh, We're very thankful for the lead on this issue. Governor Greg Abbott had already joined a letter Um, with several other governors about the issue of the Title IX rewrite, and so we're very thankful for our state leadership being active on this issue and addressing that the really uh, wrong interpretation and also uh, the wrong uh, approach to what power the Department of Education actually has to rewrite Title IX. Uh, So we're very thankful that Texas leadership is addressing this issue. Um, But like we announced a few weeks ago, the Biden administration is actually slowing down their plan to rewrite Title IX. And this is probably the third time they've done so. So this was supposed to go into effect uh, September of last year uh, but thanks to you and so many uh, people across the United States all of the comments that were submitted on this redefinition of sex in Title IX actually slowed down the process so we they waited until January they did it enacted in January then there was a letter uh, Texas Values was a part of this letter um, to the Biden administration about how this rewrite of Title IX would affect women's sports. Uh, It actually confused them uh, to a certain extent. So they created a new rule just for women's sports that was still on the side of gender identity and not on the side of female athletes. Well, with having two rules on this particular issue of rewriting Title IX, it obviously created so much confusion, so much chaos that the Biden administration has to delay any implementation of this until October. Um, But that is not a praise of that administration at all or the Department of Education. It's actually a thanks to all of you because you submitted comments, you were active in making sure you had knowledge of this issue, you spoke out against this issue. And because of that, it's being delayed even further. And hopefully we can delay it so much to the extent that it never is in place. And that is the goal and that is a hope. Um, But that's a victory because that means when schools go back into session for next semester, uh, they won't have this law in place that says that sex means sexual orientation and gender identity because they would have had to have time to draft new roles this summer in order to implement it for the next semester. So that's another victory of making sure that bad policymaking uh, won't have an effect on our students next semester. Um, So we're very happy about that. Also some other things happening um, for faith, family, and freedom. Don't forget to mark your calendar for June 24th, Uh, nothing planned yet, but we. this should be a day of remembrance uh, that you should just remember forever. It was an amazing day because June 24th last year in 2022 was the day um, that Roe versus Wade was overturned. And that is a monumental day. It's monumental for for the life movement. Um, It's monumental for our country. So many people thought they would never see the day that the bad evil precedent a Roe versus Wade um, would be overturned. So just take some time to reflect on June 24th, take some time to celebrate. Um, There's already a movement to make June 24th a national holiday or a state holiday. Um, I think that would be excellent. I think that would be great. I know that there's some people having some events around the state or maybe even in DC, but whatever you do, just take the time on June 24th to reflect about how for so many years, almost 50 years in our country, we thought it was completely fine to take the life of the most innocent person you can think of, which is the pre-born child. And that had been Supreme Court precedent. And but it wasn't the opinion of everyone. Like our nation is pro-life, and so many people generations before me have fought for this moment to where our nation can recognize life and have rights for the pre-born. And the state of Texas has a full protection. Um, we have the Texas heartbeat law that we're so proud of that protects babies. Um, we also have the Human Life Protection Act. And we're so thankful that we have these laws um, in order to protect the pre But sadly, even in some states, they're still trying to abort babies. So I think the work is not done as far as work across the country, Um, but we just wanna take time to reflect and celebrate that that Supreme Court precedent Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Moving on, I wanna move quickly because I have a lot of events uh, that I want you to get on your calendar. So I want you to get your pen and pencil ready so you can write those down. But also the State Board of Education is meeting next week. And if that's your issue, if you like following education issues, be sure to tune in to that. You don't have to come down to Austin to watch the State Board of Education meetings. You can watch them online. If you just go to the TEA website, um, they'll just be going over a lot of different things as far as the TEKS review that they'll be doing in the future. They'll also be discussing HB 1605, which was a curriculum bill uh, that had a lot of good things in it uh, by Representative Buckley. They'll be discussing that next Thursday in their meeting. Uh, So you don't want to miss out on keeping up with the State Board of Education, and we'll be giving you updates on what happens there. At the moment, nothing to really take action on, but it's always good to pay attention at what's happening at the State Board of Education. Okay, I only have five minutes left, but that's the perfect amount of time to tell you about the many events you can go to that Texas Values hosting, where you can learn about more about these issues that we uh, were able to work on in the legislative session, uh, learn more about our work, and learn how you can support our work. The first one, the big one that I wanna talk about is tomorrow in Conroe, Texas, June 16th. It'll be um, at the Honor Cafe. If you're familiar with that area, the Honor Cafe is very popular uh, in that uh, part of the state. And our guest is none other than Riley Gaines. So you don't wanna miss that. Um, You can still reach out to uh, Alex Woodby in order to ask about that event. So be sure, To get your ticket or get your reservation for that event tomorrow night in Conroe, Texas, is something that you don't want to miss. Next, we have Longview Woodland Baptist Church on Thursday, June 22nd. That starts at 6.30 to 8 p.m. If you're in East Texas, you want to come out to that event. I'll be speaking at that event. Uh, Bastrop, First National Bank of Bastrop on Monday, June 26th, 6 to 8.30 p.m. Next, we have Canyon Lake. Uh, which is at the Ty Preston Memorial Library, June 28th from noon until 1.30 p.m. And then last but not least, some of you have already been asking about this event because you love it. You come to it every year. Our Texas Values Policy Forum will be at Great Hills Baptist Church again this year. And it'll be the weekend of September 15th and 16th. And you can go ahead and purchase your ticket for the policy forum. I know so many of you are wanting To know that date to already purchase their ticket because we'll have so many great speakers at our policy forum um, that you don't want to miss that two-day event. And anyone from around the state of Texas can come to our policy forum. Uh, You don't have to live in Austin. I met some people last year who were from the Dallas area who drove down to our policy forum. So you can, if you're anywhere in the state of Texas, be sure to come. But these other events that I mentioned before very important because they're will help our organization move forward. We're coming to the end of the fiscal year. Um, it takes a lot of resources in order to do the work that we do. It talk, takes a lot of manpower. It takes a lot of um, educational background. It's It just takes a, an entire team and a lot of resources to have the influence, to have the presence that we have at the Texas Capitol. Um, so every donation you make to Texas Values is appreciated, it's valued, and it's put to good work. Um, It's not just something that sits there, it's something that has value to it, because every dollar uh, just represents every issue, every value that you hold in your heart that's very important to you. Just think about how that's a seed that is planted, so you can see things like SB 15 and SB 14 get passed. So you can see good things happen at the State Board of Education. So please consider, even if you're not able to make it to one of these events, Uh, that are our end-of-year fundraising events, please consider going to txvalues.org and making a donation. Um, Thank you so much for listening to our wrap-up and our update today. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I hope that you can come to one of our events and get to talk to our team and learn more about what we do. But until next time, this has been the Texas Values Report with Mary Elizabeth. Thank you so much for tuning in.